Collective Two's Top Trader Radio. For each week, we bring you in-depth conversations and insights from standout strategy managers featured on the C2 platform with your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Collective Two's Top Trader Radio. I'm Charlie Wright, and we'd like to welcome our guest today, Danny Merkel, Portfolio Manager and Founder for the Momentum of Now strategy on Collective Two. Danny, welcome to Collective Two's Top Trader Radio. Yes, uh, thanks for having me, Charlie. So, Danny, uh, you've been trading for 10 years. You're a classic trend-following methodology trader. You trade individual stocks, which uh, many trend-following traders uh, don't do. They like markets, indices, etc. You trade both long and short. You're a rules-based trader, and you like to cut your losers, but let your winners run. So tell us about you and how you got started in trading, will you? Sure. So I've been trading for over 10 years, and I first originally got interested in trading actually way back in high school. Uh, in grade 10, my one of my business teachers ran a stock market competition uh, just based on virtual money, and uh, that really got me excited. I thought, wow, this is pretty pretty neat. So. I did that for a while with just uh, paper trading, and the uh, the first strategy that I developed was the first thing that came to mind was was buying stocks making all time lows because I thought you know gosh these these have gone down so much they're they got to be due for for a rebound. Um, of course that that did not work, and I really only seriously got into trading after I graduated from college. And uh, after I graduated, I just started reading everything I could on on trading. I read many, many books, and uh, I basically tried to combine uh, many different trading approaches uh, together. And I was still trying to to buy stocks that were below. I was trying to pick bottoms in markets. I was trying to short sell tops. I did that for a couple of years. And uh, I just wasn't very successful doing that. So um, I just basically kept on adding more indicators. I kept doing more analysis. And I kept thinking, well, if I just worked harder, if I just had more information, uh, then I would be able to catch the the next market turn, the next market top, or the next market bottom. And uh, basically, that cycle continued uh, for, for quite a while until I stumbled upon a book called Trend Following by uh, Michael Covell. Yeah, we and, know uh, Michael Covell. I, I read his book many years ago, and, uh, you know, he, he, he tells a compelling story. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, yeah, reading this book really had a profound impact on my trading. Good. Okay, and so briefly describe your approach to trading and, and, and strategy development, uh, will you? Sure. So the, uh, the book trend following uh, really taught me that the real money was actually made riding the trends. It wasn't really about trying to, to catch the tops and trying to catch the bottoms. So uh, to be more specific, like what I do is I buy stocks that are making all-time high prices. And the reason for that is that if a stock is making an all-time high price, then by any reasonable de definition, that means that the, the trend for that stock is is up so right. yeah if you think about it like any stock that has had a major run like like amazon or netflix 
they've only accomplished that by making originally just one new all-time high, and then they go on to make hundreds, sometimes even thousands of new all-time highs. Which is somewhat counterintuitive, right? I mean, you would think if somebody's at an all-time high that, uh, you know, that they'd probably reach the top, but like you say, that's not necessarily the case. That's right. It is counterintuitive. I mean, most people are led to believe that, you know, you should try to buy low and sell high. And, uh, yeah, sometimes people ask me, like, what do you think about stock a- ABC? And I say, well, I don't really like it right now. I'd rather just buy it if it made an all-time high. And But then they might be like, uh, well, why would you want to do that? Why don't you just buy it now? But uh, but you don't know if it's going to make an all-time high. But if it if it does, then that's that's a signal to get on board because that that means that the trend is is up then and so you uh you you like to buy at all-time highs and i presume sell because you sell short also sell it at all-time lows is that it yeah that's exactly right so my system goes long and it goes short and, and so is is it just danny uh, all-time highs and lows or is it 52 week highs and lows or 26 week highs and lows with shorting i can short uh 52 week lows the reason is that i mean for a lot of indices a lot of commodities it's gonna be very difficult for for them to make an all-time low i mean the dow jones industrial average will will never make an all-time low right right um so that's that's not a realistic entry uh, criteria so 52 week highs 52 week lows are fine Um, i prefer buying stocks that are making all-time highs though I saw by the record that uh, uh, that you have there on Collective 2 that uh, you have had many more longs than shorts, and yet the market has been up a lot in the past few years, uh, much, much more than it's been down. Uh, so are you prepared to do much more shorting when the market starts to uh, falter? Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, we've been in, in, in a bull market in general for the last couple of years, so the systems that I have have been predominantly long. It's it's very challenging to to short stocks in a bull market. Um, I have been short here and there. I mean, there's been pockets of of weakness, for example. I mean, there's been uh, cases where where commodity stocks have, have really fallen apart, and there, there were shorting opportunities there. But but largely, um, it's it's been mostly long. If the market you know, turns around if we enter into a bear market, then I anticipate that there will be many more shorting opportunities. You know, I, I know that you like to cut your losers but let your winners run. T- tell us how you came about to ad- adopt and and uh, engage with that with that kind of strategy. Yeah, it is uh, it is counterintuitive. I mean, that's one of the misconceptions about about the market. There's a lot of emphasis achieving a high win rate. So yeah, we're all brought up in school to believe that uh, you know the path to success is to get good grades. And but with trading, the only thing that really matters is is how much do you make when you win and how much do you lose when when you lose. For me, I mean, I'm okay with losing money on on a trade because that just brings me uh, closer to to the next winner. And I guess uh, w- w- when they rise, they they can definitely keep going, and you can stay in a, a winning trade for, I presume, months at a time. Correct? 
That's right. So I don't have any profit targets. As long as the stock uh, keeps rising, then I'll stay on board that trend. And doesn't matter how ridiculously overbought or overvalued a stock uh, becomes, I'll just hang on. And eventually, I mean, nothing rises forever, and eventually it, it turns around. And I never get out at the top. I, I wait for the momentum to turn. And but uh, but yeah, some some big trends they can last, you know, five, six, seven months. And uh, I only sell them once after they've topped out. So, Danny, uh, let me uh, change the subject a little bit. What what would you say is the best advice that you ever received or read or heard about trading? Yeah, one piece of advice that I heard a few years back was to learn to think in terms of the next 1,000 trades. So when I take a trade, like the most I'm willing to lose is 1% of my account capital. So uh, what that means is that, for example, if you start off with $100,000, uh, you want to make sure that when you exit the trade, you have at least $99,000 of your account remaining. So every time you're only losing 1% of your account capital, it doesn't mean that you're investing 1% of your account capital, but once you're, once you're done with the trade, you have 99% of your account left over. And, and for actually most of my trades, I only lose about... 0.5% of my account capital if I'm stopped out. So what that means is that like in the greater scheme of things, the outcome of one trade does not really matter all that much. So if I lose money on a trade, it's a small amount of my account capital and I just move on to the next trade. So I figure that my trading career might compose 10,000 trades. And the next trade that I put on tomorrow it's just going to be one of those 10,000 trades, and it's not really that significant. So don't put too much uh, you know, psychological input into that. It's just um, this one data point. So it sounds like your you, uh, position uh, sizing is very important for you. Yes. It, position sizing is, is very, very important. I position size in, in a way that's 100% systematic and my position sizing uses the, the volatility of the stock i basically use like a formula a spreadsheet that sort of homogenizes every trade so it doesn't really matter if i'm trading ibm it doesn't matter if i'm trading a pharmaceutical stock it doesn't matter if i'm trading gold or bitcoin every trade is a single unit of risk and is based on volatility and is based on what percentage of my account am I willing to lose. You know, Danny, uh, we need to take a short break here. When we come back, uh, let's talk about uh, two things. One is why you think you've been able to outperform the market in certain years here. And number two, to get your input on the uh, uh, speculation mania of the moment here, which is Bitcoin. So uh, be thinking about that. Uh, and again, we're talking with Danny Merkel um, and uh, the, the uh, portfolio manager for Momentum of Now Strategy on Collective 2. You're listening to Collective 2's Top Trader Radio, and we'll be right back. 
And we just want to remind you that Top Trader Radio is brought to you by Collective 2, the world's largest automated trade-sharing marketplace. Great traders like our guest today ask Collective 2 to track their brokerage results in real time. Then other investors can subscribe to these trades and automatically follow them in their own brokerage account. Pretty simple. You can register for free today, right now, at collective2.com. That's collective and the number 2.com. And you, too, can browse hundreds of trading strategies, including full track records and detailed statistics. The future is now. Experience the power of cloud-based trade-syncing technology and peer-to-peer trading today at collective2.com. That's collective2.com. All right, back to the momentum of now with Charlie. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. Again, we're talking with Danny Merkel, Portfolio Manager for the Momentum of Now Strategy on Collective 2. So, Danny, uh, your confirmed track record on Collective 2 platform shows that your strategy has performed quite well. Why do you think you've been able to outperform the markets during this time? Yeah, that's a good question. So, I would say that my system trades an extremely large universe of stocks and, and ETFs. So, uh, there are about 10,000 or so liquid stocks and ETFs that, that I can build a portfolio with. And so there's many, many combinations of sectors, ETFs, um, that I can go long or short on. And so the likelihood of a major trend emerging in one of these sectors, in one of these stocks, or in one of these ETFs, and a major trend either up or down, uh, is, is very high. The odds of that happening are, are very high. So every year, uh, there's two or three trades that really make the performance for that year. Uh, for example, in uh, 2013 and 2014, uh, it was uh, biotech stocks. Then in 2015, the system started taking uh, short signals in the oil sector. So there were a lot of uh, commodity stocks that that started breaking down, and, and the system started to, to short those. And then in 2016, all of a sudden, this trend in marijuana stocks emerged out of the blue. I didn't see that coming, but the system latched onto those trends and uh, profited from those. And and this year, it appears to be Bitcoin. That's the uh, the major trend. And the system has, has latched onto to a few Bitcoin-related investments. So there's always a few sectors that um, really power the, the, the system and, and helps to, uh, in most years, uh, outperform the market. You know, that sounds easy, <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. identifying those few that are going to go somewhere significantly anyway, ahead of time. That's always the, 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 the big challenge about how many uh, positions do you have at any given time? So I do take small positions, and I take a large number of positions. I try to make many asymmetric bets, bets that have the potential for large upside, but where I cut the downside off. Since the positions are small, I I can't have, right now I have around 30 30 positions, 25, 30 positions in, in the portfolio. And you typically stay in for about how long? Well, I would say on average that winning trades can last for a very long time. I mean, theoretically, a winning trade could last forever. 
if it just kept rising. But uh, in, in practice, winning trades a couple months. Losing trades, on the other hand, uh, get cut very, very quickly. I mean, sometimes if I enter a position and it really goes against me, I'm just going to get stopped out even just the same day. So, so losers, I really don't have very much patience for at all, but I try to be really patient with, with the winning trades. You know, a little earlier, to change the subject here so significantly, uh, Danny, uh, you mentioned the B word, uh, Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and so uh, we don't know what it will be when people uh, are listening to this podcast in the future, but we did our first show on Bitcoin and uh, at, uh, a few uh, months ago it was at 2400 Today it's just under 17000 uh, we don't know if it'll stay up there. Do you trade Bitcoin? So I don't trade Bitcoin itself. And, and the system that I have uh, does not actually contain Bitcoin. But uh, there, there are Bitcoin-related investments. Since my system uses all-time highs as an entry criteria, uh, my system has been exposed to Bitcoin-related investments for for a while. And... Yeah, I would say, I mean, if you have something like Bitcoin, you know, that that goes from like $1 to over 10000 you definitely want a system that allows you to at least get a piece of that move. I think that trend following accomplishes that. I mean, you're not going to get in at the, at the bottom of the move and you're not going to get at the top. But as, as long as you get like a piece, at least you can get some portion of that move. You don't want you know, a massive trend like that to unfold and you're just on the sidelines uh, the whole time. But but I think it's really important that if you get an uptrend like like Bitcoin, you really it's really essential that you take a small position. It's really important that you have an exit strategy. So if you buy Bitcoin, you have to know ahead of time, you have to know before you get into the trade, uh, where are you going to get out if you're wrong on the idea. And if you don't manage the risk and if you don't have an exit plan, I think this could uh, end up very badly for a lot of people. You know, I really appreciate that answer. Uh, we, uh, you know, the, every day in the newspaper these days, there are opinions about Bitcoin. And the, usually they're telling about why it's going to crash and uh, that it's a big bubble. But the way you approach it is from a trading standpoint, okay, uh, that this is a phenomenon here, and we shouldn't be always on the sidelines. Let's not jump into it, you know, a full bore, but let, let's leg into this and to some degree get into it, watch it, see how it moves, and let's treat it like all of our other trading positions. We get in small uh, because the, the system indicates that we should, and we watch it, and we have our stop losses, and we have our exits, and uh, we treat it like anything else. We really appreciate uh, that answer. And uh, has uh, well, what do you see in the future for Bitcoin? Well, my official stance on Bitcoin is, is I really don't know. Um, I have no idea what Bitcoin is going to be worth tomorrow or a month from now or five years from now. But I do think it's a good opportunity for trend followers because with these cryptocurrencies, I mean, there's obviously potential for massive trends, uh, both up and down. We've seen... Everyone calls it a bubble, but to me, it's just a sustained uptrend that you could profit from. And another advantage, too, with these cryptocurrencies is that they're just they're not correlated to 
any other asset class. So right, that's right. that's really a perfect combination for trend followers. You have A, something that trends both up and down, and B, something that's not correlated to any other market. You know, if I was a CTA or doing managed futures, I would definitely want to include that in, in my system. That, that's a great point. So tell us, uh, you know, we've seen with various traders and investment systems that the system needs to match the personality of the inventor of the system, the author of the system. How do you see your strategy matching your personality, Ben? I think that a systematic approach to trading matches my personality. So we mentioned that my position sizing is 100% systematic. That just makes things just much more rigorous for me, much more mechanical. It really makes trading just a process. Like you're just following the rules day in and day out. Another thing too is like my my exit strategy is also 100% systematic. I try to systematize as much of my trading as as possible. And uh, I really think that it's, it's important to do that to, to minimize stress and uh, minimize regret. Yeah, and we have all been there. That stress and that regret, uh, they're definitely there when you add uh, subjectivity and discretion to that kind of trading here. So for those who would like to know more, how can they find you on the Collective 2 site? Right, so if you, well, if you just Google my name, Danny Merkel, in in Google, then um, you'll come across my Twitter feed. I have a link. I actually run three systems on, on Collective 2. The Momentum of Now is, is one of the three systems, but there's a link uh, on, on the Twitter feed there that, that's pinned to my profile, and uh, you can you can find out more about my systems uh, from there. And spell Merkel for our uh, listeners, will you? Oh, sure. That's uh, M-E-R-K-E-L. Okay. So, Danny, uh, final words for our listeners here. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, trading is is filled with um, a lot of misconceptions. Yeah, I think you know, for one of them, as an example, is that there's too much emphasis on uh, finding good entries. Everyone's looking, you know, what's what's the best time to buy, uh, what's the best stock to buy. But I think really, it's uh, it's much more important to focus on on risk management and uh, position sizing. So you can make money with, you know, just random entries and and good risk management. But uh, you'll go bankrupt uh, trading a system with good entries and random risk management. The other thing, too, is I wanted to mention that I think a lot of system developers and a lot of traders are looking to to achieve a high win rate. So that's uh, that's another thing, too. I mean, my, my system only has about a 35% win rate. I mean, that sounds that sounds bad. Again, like we mentioned, it's it's more about you know, cutting those losses quickly and, and trying to find the next big winner. Yeah, another thing too that, with, that really helped my trading is is just using less information. So, you know, a common misconception I think is success is achieved with like more information or more indicators. But like for me, I'm basically like just a one reason trader. So, you know, if the price is going up, then that's uh, that's all I need to be long. And if the price is going down, then that's that's the only reason I, I need to sell. So I just try to keep things simple, you know, keep things simple, trade with a strategy. And then that's another misconception too: is a lot of traders think, you know, if you lose money on a trade, 
that means you've made a mistake. But I think the best advice I can give, the last thing I should mention is the best traders think in terms of a process. So if they're following their rules, you know, whether they win or lose on that trade, then that's a good bet. But if you break your rules, then it's a bad bet, regardless of whether you, you make money or lose money. So think of trading in terms of, of a process. Danny, we appreciate those words. I, I've got to hand it to you that, uh, you know, this is a very, very challenging endeavor to be a trader. And you have uh, taken on that challenge in a, well, with many contrarian approaches, <laughs> you know, and uh, certainly not the process part, but the other parts focusing more on uh, position management, really, than uh, the, the quality of the entry and other things that you've said are great insights on your part. They're somewhat contrarian to what many other traders believe, but it obviously works well for you. So congratulations on having spent 10 years uh, developing strategies. I'm sure that you continue to develop them every single day and uh, something that, that is working well for you. So we appreciate you coming on, sharing your insights, thoughts with us, and we offer our best wishes to you for continued success on Collective 2 with your trading strategies here. All right. Well, thanks, Charlie. Thanks again for having me on your show. And again, we've been talking with Danny Merkel, Portfolio Manager for the Momentum of Now Strategy on Collective 2. You've been listening to Collective 2's Top Trader Radio. This is Charlie Wright reminding you to trade like you mean it. And we'd like to invite you to listen to Collective 2's Top Trader Radio at collective2.com forward slash radio. Thank you very much for joining us today. Collective 2's Top Trader Radio is a production of OC Talk Radio and is provided for educational purposes only. The content of this program and the views of the guests should not be considered as recommendations by OC Talk Radio or investment advice from the host Charlie Wright or any other entity attached to this production. Investors should always consult qualified financial investment tax and legal professionals prior to any investing. 